Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcasts. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. Stay tuned for today's broadcasts. Psalm 43, verse 5. Why art thou downcast, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Emotional intelligence. What does emotional intelligence actually look like? That's a pretty good question to ask today, isn't it? It's one of the most critical requirements, capacities for those of us who are endeavoring to live effective lives. We must be emotionally intelligent. And that means that we must learn certain disciplines and certain maintenance that is absolutely necessary for the care of our soul beings. So today we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence as seen in 10 basic competencies. Now the first of them is having the ability to cooperate with others. You know, I want you to think about this. How good are you at sharing processes with other people? How good are you at communicating with others as a mutual? How good are you at collaborating with other people? You see, it, it, it takes emotional intelligence to be able to cooperate, collaborate, share processes, and even share a conversation with other people. Now, a second indicator of emotional intelligence is our ability to negotiate. And that is our ability to be persuasive in our communication, discipline in our listening, um, finding collective value, and then working toward a resolve. Those are negotiation skills, which is another part of emotional intelligence. How good are you at negotiation? You know, especially when you know or anticipate that the person with whom you have to communicate is of a differing position or differing understanding, and you have to learn to work with them. Thirdly, Emotional intelligence is seen in our ability to maintain a hopeful and a helpful outlook. Are you able to maintain a positive, productive outlook no matter what's going on in a given situation? See, this is another part of emotional intelligence. 
Now, are you able to interact successfully with other people? You know, what kind of social being are you? Are you able to hold a conversation, to begin a conversation, to hold your own in a in a room? Um, do you have any sense of gravitas? You Do you know the strength of your being and your presence in an environment? You see, it takes an emotional intelligence to be able to ascertain and to discern your own strength, the strength of your presence in a room or in a conversation or in a group. Now, another indicator of emotional intelligence is your ability to manage yourself. How good are you at managing yourself? And I'm talking about particularly your responses. You know, do you say stuff like, they made me go there, which is an indicator that you are not developed in self-management. Now, here's the sixth thing that indicates emotional intelligence. Are you able to handle and dispel any stress that tries to come into your life? What is your process? What is your habit through which you're able to relieve your own stress or prevent stress in the first place? See, all of this requires emotional intelligence on our parts. Now, are you able to work well with people from diverse backgrounds? Are you confident enough to confront any assumptions? Are you stable enough to uh, deal with any stereotypes? How, how well do you work with people who don't come from the same kind of backgrounds and environments that you do. Now, here's another indicator. Are you able to adapt to change easily? Are you emotionally stable enough to deal with change and to adapt to whatever the new norm is? Are you, are you emotionally stable enough to be able to do that? Uh, another indicator is, are you able to cope without medicating or self-abusing? Are you able to deal with the variables that go on in your life without having to use some kind of drug or medication? And then a tenth key is do you have a positive sense of your personal being in the midst of other people? You know, what is the conversation that you have about yourself when you're in a group of people what is the what do you think they think about you see all of these are indicators of the presence or absence of emotional intelligence now i want to turn your attention to uh the scripture that we opened up with for, in psalms 43 verse 4 and what we have to do is learn to confront our own souls and learn to train our souls disposition he says in verse 4 of Psalm 43, Then will I go unto the altar of God, and unto God my exceeding joy, yea, upon the harp I will praise thee, O my God. Now, notice one of the indicators here is that the writer says, I essentially, I will make myself happy. I will do the thing necessary 
in order to get myself in a much better or more operable state. And that's a very important thing to understand is that I'm responsible for my own happiness. And as the writer says, I will praise myself happy. You know, there's a scripture that says in David, encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you know how to encourage yourself? It takes emotional intelligence to know what it takes to provide your own self-encouragement. Now, verse 5 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? It says, Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Now, notice the dialogue with the soul that the writer conveys. And the first aspect of the dialogue is confrontation. You you have to learn how to put a mirror in front of your soul and essentially say, soul, what's your problem? Soul, why do you have an attitude? Confrontation is a very critical part of learning emotional intelligence and in essence doing soul maintenance. Now the second critical thing that we can take from the verse is honest introspection. He says, why art thou disquieted within me? In other words, why are you having a fit? Soul of mine, what is this noise that is going on within you? Now, here's the third thing. A redirect. He says, hope in God. In other words, we have to move from the despair of a situation, the disease of a situation, the dire nature of a situation, and redirect to hope in God, which is to aim the mind at that which does not change, that which provides hope and inspiration, and that is the presence of God and his person's person in our lives. He said, I will praise him, which I need. I'm making decision to magnify God above my, situa- my situation. And notice the last thing in the verse, and that is commanding the soul. He says to the soul, hope in God. Now, I want you to also think about your emotional disposition. Are you in a state of emotional wholeness? Are your emotions fulfilling God's design for them? Number one, your emotions were designed to enjoy the worship and engagement and relationship that you and I were born to have with our Father God. Deep intimacy. That is the number one purpose for the emotional makeup of man. Uh, Number two, to convey exuberance in praise. That is, to be able to resonate the glory of God in our appreciation for who He is and who He has made us to be. Now, thirdly, we were given emotions to be able to express love, dependence, thanksgiving, and so on and so forth with God and with others. And then, fourth, we are given emotions to protect God's sentiment in relationships. In other words, when I smile, God is smiling at you. God emanates from me to others in my engagement of them. Now, you have to also be honest and ask yourself, is there any aspect of my life where I've become emotionally disabled? 
that is not fully functioning. And this could be because of the original influence of the soul that nurtured it. You know, for example, if we were exposed to a parent that was emotionally numb or insensitive or detached, well, there's in essence a sense of uh, dysfunctionality or uh, dis, uh, becoming disabled emotionally as a result of experiencing traumatic events or poor parenting. So if we're going to come to a place of emotional intelligence, we have to first of all understand what it looks like. And then we've got to endeavor to build the disciplines necessary in the management of our inward person that will help us to grow in emotional intelligence. You know, as with anything, emotional intelligence is learned behavior. You know, the good thing about everything you learned is that you can learn something else that will replace that pattern or that process or that way of doing things. Am I emotionally intelligent? A very critical aspect of my effectiveness as a being is that I learn to become emotional, emotionally intelligent and learn to manage my emotional person. Now, here's the last thought. You and I were created spirit, soul, and body. My spirit is who I really am. Spirit is the essence of a thing. So my spirit is the part of me that is made in the very image and essence and likeness of God. Now, my body, of course, is how I present myself as a spirit to the world. But remember, there's another part of me, which is called my soul, which is comprised of my mind, will, emotions, intellect, perceptions, judgment, frame of reference, reasoning, and so on. And the good thing about that is that the soul can constantly be remade via influence. That means that if I have been emotionally unintelligent and suffering the consequences and just demonstrating poor responses to life, I can move from that place to an improved position by intentional behavior to grow in emotional intelligence. Listen, I know that this has been a lot of information in a very short time, but I want you to accomplish your very best results in life. Once again, this is Dr. Mark Jones, and I thank you for tuning in to the Live Long Lead Well broadcast. If you're interested in getting me out to be a part of your next event, give us a call at 813-241-6919, extension 15. You can also find my messages on YouTube at Manifestations Worldwide, and you can find me on Facebook under Mark Jones. Until we get together next time, may you live long and lead well.